where does real information, real knowledge come from? We think of education coming from our earthly institutions and various academic settings. But I have a feeling there may be something else going on. We're going to talk about that today. Hi, everyone. Alexis Brooks here from Higher Journeys, back with another episode of Conscious Commentary. I have been pondering the idea that education may be coming from other places, spaces, and dimensions for quite some time. This idea didn't just come out of the ether for me. It was back in September of 2013 when I first heard this idea of off-world education as described by my friend and colleague, PMH Atwater, when I interviewed her uh, when she released her book, Children of the Fifth World. And I was this was back when I was doing kitchen table, what I call kitchen table conversations, holding my iPad up to the, the phone and, and getting my guests uh, to speak <laughs> through the phone into the iPad. And thus uh, w- were the beginnings of my, uh, my radio uh, career or podcast career, I should say. Anyway, 2013, September of 2013, I will never forget a story that a uh, near-death researcher and experiencer and uh, researcher of uh, what Mary Rodwell calls the new human or new children. This idea of night school. What is night school? Well, I'm going to just get roll right into it. I have actually a few references I'd like to share with you. We're talking about the idea that individuals, both children and adults, may be gleaning knowledge from non-human intelligence outside of our physical universe, whether it's inter- uh, uh, interdimensional, extra-dimensional, in the astral or out-of-body state. We don't know. Still lots of questions. But let's start with this little clip, a story that PMH shared with me and our audience about two little boys who didn't know each other, in the physical world, but claim to know each other in night school. Listen to this. Oh, yeah, they go in and out all the time. All the time. They're acquainted with the imaginal world. You betcha. And they're learning in this imaginal world, yes? Oh, yeah. They they, they many times go to night school. You don't think they're dreaming. Uh Uh-uh. Will you tell the story? (laughs) I'm just going to stretch this a little bit. I heard you tell the story about this night school. That That was fascinating. The two kids in the mall. Yeah. Can yeah. you tell, share that story with our audience, if you could? Oh, well, that's what set me on my ear, because I really couldn't recognize the difference between imaginary and imaginal with the kids to the extent of, of night school. You know, I could recognize it to a point, but not to the extent of night school. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I really thought that, <laughs> that was really created by the kids. So, so I'm, in, I'm, in this, um, I, I'm in this large mall. And, and there's a mother next to me with her boy, oh, I guess maybe six, um, right around that. And way down the hall is a mom and dad and their little boy, maybe about the same age. And the two boys see each other, and they go screaming toward each other, calling each other by name. And then they talk about the assignment they were given the night before at night school. And so they're chattering away about their assignment that they were given in, in, in night school. Well, well, the, well, the clicker is 
the woman next to me was local. But the but but the man and woman and the other little boy were tourists. They were just passing through. They'd never been there before. Oh my goodness! Oh my. Oh, so, you know, you you know that that sort of stands you on your ear. Absolutely. And what? Did and, the, whoa! <laughs> that is absolutely wow. What did the parents do? How did they react? Well, they were flabbergasted. You know, all they could do is just let the kids talk because they didn't know how to re- react. They didn't know where to put this. Yeah. And I didn't stay there because I couldn't. I was sort of on a time thing. Right. Um, so I don't really know if they spent a lot of time talking to each other. Mm-hmm. But I know the looks in their faces. Wow. Well, and they, they didn't know what to do with this. This, uh, she told me, what, five years ago, and I'm still utterly intrigued and even more curious, both both uh, intrigued and dumbfounded, to be honest with you, uh, that something like this could be going on uh, five years ago. I, I, I don't know that I had ever heard of such an idea prior to that, at least not in this way. So it was interesting that uh, in my travels and throughout my own research and interviewing many more guests, uh, this notion of school, off-world school, let's call it, uh, has come up on several occasions. Individuals, again, both children and adults who testify that they are being taken, in some cases, from their bedroom, in many cases, in fact, sometimes physically, and probably many more times in, in an astral form, sometimes on craft. Others have talked about being taken underground in the earth and being taught by extraterrestrial intelligence, or what I prefer to say, non-human intelligence. Uh, I want to read, again, this is going to be, I'm going to weight this this little conscious commentary heavy with, with anecdotes, because I think this will help to not necessarily make the case, but get us to ponder even more, because I do think there's something going on here where we're actually getting some of the information and knowledge that we have. This is an article that I found uh, that appeared back in 2016, I believe, from the Sydney, Sydney, Australia, Sydney Morning Herald, which profiled a young woman uh, at the age of 22 at the time named Leah Capitelli, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, who decided to come out, if you will, and tell her story of lifelong contact with non-human entities. She said that uh, she had been having contact that she could recall for at least 15 years, and at the time she was age 22. She describes one occasion when she was taken out of her bedroom at night, and the next thing she knew, she was brought into what she described as a classroom setting. Here's the quote. She says, we ended up in what seemed like a classroom with all sorts of people there, human children, extraterrestrial children of different races, and with different skin colors. Some had blue or green skin. There were human children just like me. Some of them were wearing pajamas still. I wasn't afraid because this was like Sunday school. Very interesting. So so again, let's juxtapose the two children that you just heard PMH describe meeting in a mall of all places, recognizing each other from night school, and this young woman named Leah, who, what she described as uh, uh, Sunday school. Uh, I have heard quite a few 
cases of individuals telling their stories of being taken and brought into a classroom setting with a mixture of both human participants, students, if you will, as well as hybrid and fully ET, all working together. Here's another one. I'm going to go right into this. Mary Rodwell, who we all know and love, wrote the landmark book, The New Human. And she tells of her own conversation. Of course, there are many conversations that she has had with uh, with uh, both children as well as fam- entire families. In fact, she believes that a lot of these uh, the contactee uh, uh, contact or contact experiences, I should say, are intergenerational. She's she's really feeling strongly about that. But this is a testimony that she received from a seven-year-old girl named Alice, not her real name, uh, part of a family who I believe the entire family believed themselves to be having contact and felt the need to come forward and, and speak with Mary. So Mary uh, went into in-depth uh, discussions uh, with her, and subsequently, a lot of this testimony ended up in her book, The New Human. So Alice, seven years old, uh, also uh, has what she describes as uh, learning uh, at the school on Mars, the school on Mars. Let me read this quote to you. She says, and, and I believe this is Mary speaking Uh, about her conversation with Alice. She says, on Mars, she told me she went to a school where she learned some paranormal skills. One was looking through walls. She claims she still can do this at times, although I have not tested her. She didn't remember that part of the trip well, but she remembered what the aliens looked like. She said the boys were dark gray or black and the girls were pink. She interacted with a teen alien in school and learned the most from her. She also saw babies in a crib. This is what Alice said she witnessed. Seven years old, by the way. They showed her aliens of various ages. From what I can gather, Mary says, the beings were somewhat like the typical greys. They spoke telepathically and also whispered out loud to each other. But she says they were very quiet with the verbal language. End quote. Interesting indeed. So here I have uh, given you very brief uh, three three anecdotes of a young child, uh, two boys, uh, PMH says around about the age of six or so, and a 22-year-old who recalls uh, an occasion, uh, I believe, as a, as a child as well, being taken to what she called Sunday school. So what's going on here? And how often is this going on? Now, we're hearing from individuals who uh, have had a a measure of conscious recollection of contact. And I have to tell you, folks, this is something that I, uh, to this day, ponder, wonder how many of us, we we, we don't know, uh, of course, exactly what the numbers are of people that have actually come out and told of their conscious recollection, their experiences, but how many of us may be having uh, similar scenarios where we're getting information from somewhere or someone, somehow, and not knowing the origin. Uh, I don't know if I want to go into that. Now, I'm going to leave that question sort of, <laughs> I'm going to back burner that for a minute and come back to that, because I think this is key uh, to the bigger picture of what we're talking about here. I want to play for you, let, let's just add to the tapestry one more little anecdote here. This is a clip from 
so excited. The book that I just finished narrating in, we're waiting Audible, we're awaiting approval from Audible. This is Meet the Hybrids by Miguel Mendonca and Barbara Lamb, of which I had the, the extreme pleasure and honor of narrating for them, Meet the Hybrids. And this is a chapter from one of the hybrids named Jacqueline Smith, who tells about her own experience with being taught by uh, the star beings in, again, a classroom setting. Very brief. Take a listen to this real quick and I'll be right back. As a child, when I was on the ship at night, the star beings taught me how to move objects using telekinesis. I've had to learn how to ground myself and control those energies. They also taught me how to work with the power and energy of symbols. I enjoy receiving symbols from various star cultures. They flow through as I sit and simply write. Sometimes I know their meanings and other times I don't. I have a practical emphasis in my work, giving the message that we're all one and helping to awaken others on how to live from the heart. Okay, there it is. Number four, little uh, anecdote for you. I wish it was longer. She didn't go into this aspect of uh, teaching off world or learning, I should say, off world uh, that long. But I have to tell you, when I was in the recording phase of this, I, you know, got the hairs raising on the back of my arm, you know, having, uh, being aware that this has come up time and time again. And I, I'm sure you all know, there are numerous examples of individuals who have, uh, uh, told of these similar experiences. They all, there are ranges of them. There's a range of uh, experiences and who, whom they're being taught by. But I, I find it intriguing that the, you know, I, I don't know that this is something that we can ignore, nor should we, but rather look further into. And again, coming back to this question, how many more of us are having these sorts of uh, encounters of learning and may not be aware. How many of you, here's a question I'd like to ask you. How many of you have woken up from a long night's sleep and you wake up with an idea, a thought that seems to have no basis? There's no context. You didn't necessarily go to bed with a certain thing on your mind. And all of a sudden you wake up and you have a concept or a set of words, numbers even, right? And you have no idea where they're coming from. Well, they've got to be coming from somewhere or somehow. I'm going to tell you a story uh, of my own, a couple actually. I'm putting a lot of little uh, dots together here, but uh, this I think will also add to the tapestry. I will never forget, uh, and many of you know that I have studied uh, intently what is considered the uh, wide body of Seth material. Seth is an entity that was uh, allegedly channeled by uh, a woman, uh, the late Jane Roberts, which culminated in a massive volume of very intriguing, mind-stretching information. And I uh, got into reading the Seth material, which again encompasses, I don't know, dozens of books, um, that were notes, copious notes, of course, that were taken by her uh, then husband, uh, Robert Butts. Uh, anyway, I found myself completely engrossed in this material over a period of years. This had to be in mm, late 90s into the early 2000s. And I remember, guys, that when I was, and again, you don't just read the Seth material, you study it, you contemplate it. Some resonate, some of the information may resonate with you. A lot of it did with me, some maybe not. 
But I found myself so engrossed in this material and some of the concepts that Seth was putting forward that when I went to bed at night, I don't know exactly at what point in my state of sleep this was happening, but I would find myself, and this is interesting, I could, I can physically remember being sort of in a uh, half state of sleep, but somewhat lucid, nodding my head affirmatively as if to say, yes, I understand Yes, I understand. I could, and sometimes I would wake myself up because I could feel my head nodding. Yes, yes. And I knew, I knew that I was in the presence of some intelligence, let's just say. I do not recall what this intelligence looked like. Was it Seth, I thought? I don't know. But I know that I was being given a set of in, pieces of information that I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt were ex- absolutely accurate. This is very hard for me to just dis- put, put in words to describe. But I recall getting the information, being in the presence of this being and nodding my head affirmatively. And as I said, I would wake up, uh, I would sometimes wake myself up because I was nodding so, you know, aggressively, as if to say, I understand. But here's the kicker. I would recall being in this sort of environment, this this sort of session that I was a part of. But upon awakening, I would not remember a thing. Frustrating to this day, I would say to myself, well, why the heck am I getting all this information, but I can't recall it? Years later, I have I thought about this. And I've decided not to, to, to worry my head too much about it. Because I've heard it said before that information, much information that we are on some level, uh, getting, taking in, and even metabolizing, yet not consciously recalling, will come when it's meant to. So the information somehow is being stored, perhaps in the subconscious. And then when uh, it is necessary to recall what has been told, it will surface. So this is what happened to me. And this happened over a period of, oh gosh, months, I recall. And I had even told my husband, I'm like, honey, something is happening where I'm going to sleep. Now, you know, I'm reading this incredibly complex body of work. And I I told him that I felt that it was connected. And uh, invariably, I would be in the presence of this being, know that I was getting downloads. We've heard that term before, but not recalling a darn thing (laughs) upon waking. So I I would imagine that... uh, you know, fast forward to 2013, when I heard the night school story, uh, as told by PMH Atwater, I immediately thought about that, uh, of my own experience, and how, if or how this may be connected. So incredibly uh, intriguing. How would we know? I don't know, perhaps we could request, if, if we're waking up with some sort of base of knowledge. And I really would love to hear from you all. Has this happened to you? I'm not saying that, uh, uh, I'm not just asking those who feel themselves to be contactees, or maybe so, but particularly those who have no recollection of having any contact experiences. Have you ever awoken with information that turns out to be very accurate, however, by whatever means you, you need to, to confirm that the information is valid, but you don't know where it came from. 
Something else that's also intrigued me is this this state that is called the hypnagogic or hypnagogic, some people say, uh, the hypnagogic state, where you're sort of in that twilight uh, state of sleep, that period between deep sleep and awakening. And this happens to me a lot to this day, where once again, concepts, uh, ideas, in some cases, uh, creative ideas, uh, questions that I may have asked, uh, what should I cover on the next show? Or uh, who, who might I reach out to about this bit of research, whatever it may be. And out of the blue, out of the blue, in the hypnagogic state, I will receive a definitive chunk of information. Sometimes it's based on a question that I have, and oftentimes it isn't. It's just information. I've had songs come through to me, or lyrics, I should say, uh, songs that I was familiar with, but hadn't heard for years. I will never forget this one. I'll tell you this little anecdote before we close for today. Uh, about two years ago, I awoke, I was in that hypnagogic state just before opening my eyes and fully awakening. And I don't know if anyone remembers the song Baker Street. I believe it was a song that was popular in the 70s. And I can't even think of the name of the, uh, the uh, artist that that uh, performed the song. But the lyrics to Baker Street came to me as clear as as clear as day. Well, there's a whole <laughs> string of synchronicity that now we're now we're moving into synchronicity because the, hearing the lyrics to Baker Street, uh, maybe I'll tell this story one day, I'm not going to tell it now, but it led to probably a half dozen or more synchronicities that had to do with individuals whose last name was Baker, uh, taking my husband to a golf tournament that was on Baker Street. Uh, oh, it was just incredible. But I don't want to digress too much there. Uh, so we, we I, I don't know, we tried to uh, draw some correlation or figure out wh- why are we being, both of us, my husband and I, being taunted with Baker Street. But again, this happened in the hypnagogic state, that uh, very critical state, perhaps when our consciousness is most uh, susceptible to getting information. We're not fully awake and we're not fully asleep. So we have the ability to retain whatever information we get. Uh, so that has been an intriguing concept to me. Are we basically getting information from off-world entities, non-human intelligence, and literally traveling back to the 3D and getting this information back or bringing this information back vis-a-vis the hypnagogic state? as just one example. Oh, I just think it's fascinating, don't you? The mysteries deepen. Explore the mystery, as my friend Neil Kramer, who we interviewed a few weeks ago, said, be willing to explore the mystery. I know I am because it's just it's just too exciting to ignore. Night school, Sunday school, being in the presence of a being that has downloaded a ton of information that you can't remember. Something's going on. Will we one day find out? Here's one more thing I want to bring up before we close. You know, what can we take from all of this? Are many more of us gaining information, talents, skills and abilities off world or in other dimensions? 
our psychic abilities obtained through off-world education. Remember, who was it? Um, oh, was it Jacqueline or somebody else that I had just uh, read to you? Uh, one of the anecdotes, I believe it was in Mary Rodwell's book, The Young Alice, who talked about being taught uh, paranormal skills, etc. Our psychic abilities. Where where are these abilities coming from? Question mark, question mark, question mark. The questions continue. Let's keep that conversation going. And again, don't be shy. Reach out to me, whether Facebook or indirect uh, response to this uh, little podcast uh, via YouTube, whatever. Email me. Let me know about some of some of the experiences you have. Maybe you have a conscious recollection of being taken and brought to school. <laughs> Talk about higher education. This is what we're really talking about here. <laughs> Had to get that in. Really, though, literally, we are gleaning information from a multitude of sources. And I do have a feeling that some of those sources may be non-human in origin. Speaking of non-human, ET and all that good stuff. Are you coming to contact in the desert? It's coming up soon. Uh, it is June 1st through the 4th. We're only about two, about three weeks away in Indian Wells, beautiful Indian Wells, California. Uh, I believe it's a Renaissance resort Uh don't quote me. I don't have it in front of me, but I'll be there. I will be there and I hope you will too. It is going to be phenomenal. And I'm so excited to be uh, hanging out with some some folks I know, my my friends Jimmy Church and 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 Grant Cameron and Richard Dolan and Linda Moulton Howe and oh gosh, so many. Uh, Yvonne Smith, who I interviewed, oh, about six months ago, uh, who has a, a wonderful experiencer group named Ciro. She'll be doing an experiencer uh, workshop, I believe. And uh, I will be introducing her. I will be introducing a few people there. So I hope you'll join me. Uh, if you haven't made plans already, you can still, I think there's still tickets available. So go on over to contactinthedesert.com for all the details. And uh, I guarantee you it's going to be a trip. <laughs> so shout out to the folks that are putting this amazing event together. It's a sixth annual and they, they always do a great job. All right, folks, I'm out. Let's uh, continue the conversation, shall we? I will talk to you real soon. Take care.